Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things related to money mindset, finance, business, and investing. My name is Royston Cumberbatch, a qualified accountant with over 30 years' experience in finance and business. Coming from a very humble background, I have continuously challenged the assumptions and the expectations of what I'm capable of achieving for myself and others. Over the years, I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs to decipher finance and to make more money and to run highly successful businesses. On this podcast, I will share with you tips, strategies, techniques, and tools that you can use to make more money, manage money better, and to maximize your success. Welcome today to uh, uh, Corina Goetz and Corina First of all, a massive thank you for agreeing to do the podcast with me. And I know that uh, you do a lot of work with people from the Middle East uh, coming to London and people from London going to the Middle East. Uh, you have a background in hospitality. Uh, you also do training. You also do sales, as it says on your um, on your background, uh, Star Cat. I like the coconut tree, by the way. So first thank of you. all, welcome to the podcast. And um yeah, thank you for being here. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, right? So the way it's going to work, obviously, is just like having a conversation, and then you can share a bit about um, yourself, your business, what you do. You can get to ask questions as well, and yeah. So talk to me about like what are you doing right now? I mean, what's keeping you busy right now? I mean, right now, um, you know, I have one other person who works with me. Um, Didi, we're looking at um, you know, doing a lot more stuff on social media. We're working mm. on our sort of um online courses for training for people that want to branch out to the Middle East but never had that exposure, you know, and it's a very I mean, I think for for a lot of people it is it, they feel it's very complex. They don't know where to start. There's so many things to learn. The culture is so different. The names are all the same. How can they even figure out who is the right yeah. person to speak to? So, um, so that's that's a project that we've been working on because obviously our other um sort of business is you know working with luxury hotels and as you can imagine during the pandemic there wasn't much travel so we also tried to come up with new and different ways you know to stay in contact with our clients in the middle east so i think it's all about learning and innovating and you know finding new ways to do business okay cool cool so would you say that you have pivoted because of uh pandemic when i say pivoted have you changed your business model in any way in order to say, uh, do, yeah, continue doing business? I would say we've expanded it. And I think it gave us a bit more of a clear focus. And it also gave us, I think, the opportunity to do things that we would have never thought that we were going to do. We would have never thought we were going to do a YouTube channel and and interview different people. But it actually turned out to be um, a really good experience. And we, Mm. we just... For example, one of the hotels that we work with, we just uh, did an interview with the managing director and we sent it to all of our clients in the Middle East and they loved it. Yes. And it was just a really good way of staying in contact, telling people, you know, what the hotel was doing, what sort of, you know, things had been implemented. And it was just really nice because in the Middle East, for example, YouTube is absolutely massive and, and yeah. everybody is always on social media and they love to see anything that is visual is actually really good. So, um, yeah. 
Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's, that, 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 that is quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and it's good that you actually kept busy, as you said, or even expanded during um, uh, the corona period, because um, I think a lot of online businesses specifically, I would say, have done really well. You know what I mean? And you said you also started a YouTube channel as well. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So um, so if you look if you look out to the horizon and you say, well, um, next two, three years, where do you see your business going? I think um, what we're looking to do is, is, is to educate a lot more people about the Middle East. Um, mm. I would say predominantly probably the US. I think the UK is pretty knowledgeable um, mm. about the Middle East, but I feel in the US, I mean, there's people that, for example, another new thing that we did was do some stuff on Clubhouse and we... Um, we found some people on Clubhouse and and you wouldn't believe some of the people from the US, like they worry about even going to places like Dubai, yeah. which is, you know, like one of the Amazing. safest places you can of go course. to. Yeah, I've been there myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it's all down to what you see in the mainstream media and yeah. it's all down to, you know, what you have heard about the Middle East. And I think for like the US market, it seems so far away. So um, so I think we're definitely going to concentrate on helping people, you know, to understand um, everything in the Middle East much better. And then I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll also look into maybe doing some more uh, speaking at events. I mean, during the whole kind of lockdown that we had in the UK, I also, you know, I was on on a couple of webinars and a couple of panels um, discussing, you know, what is the future and how is tourism developing and things like that. So I think I, I see it going in, in that direction, aside from obviously staying in touch with our clients. I think for London as well, a big thing will be, um, you know, medical travel. I think there's a lot, um, yeah. there's a lot more that's being developed in London. So I think also for clients coming over there to, you know, like we have quite strong relationships with a lot of the hospitals and things in London. So to try and help them, you know, get sort of the best fit for what they need. So I think there's loads and loads of avenues. Wow, there's a lot that you're doing. And I, I would say it sounds from, from talking to you so far, uh, it sounds like you operating a lot in the information, probably gathering and information sharing space. Yes, yes. Uh, am, I, am I correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, and then also I think in, you know, bringing people together, like connecting the right yeah. people together, because I think that's sometimes where, you know, there's sort of like your missing link. You you know what you want, but you don't know who to ask for. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's a very very key um, role that you're playing actually. Um, I know when we was when we was talking earlier, you said uh, yeah, this one is one of your expertise, obviously, of bringing people together, connecting people together um, between London and and the Middle East. Um, cool, cool. And you say just you and one person at the moment in your company. Am I right? No, there's two of us. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there, I have one, one other person, Didi, who works with me. So yeah, yeah. So how long ago? How how long ago did you start business? I mean, like, were you always like an entrepreneur, business minded, or or, or is this something that you kind of decide to move into after something happened? Um, well, basically, um, so my business has been going for about six years, so since twenty fifteen, mm -hmm. um, and. Um, 
I, I mean, it, it initially came about because I wanted to have a little bit more freedom after my son was born. So I yeah. could, sort of, um, you know, um, take him to school and pick him up. And that became very important because, you know, timing is very flexible when you yes. work with the police. So of first course. of all, they have a different working week to us in the That's UK. True. So like yes. A lot of the time I would get calls on Sunday and things like that. And, um, you know, and then also like in the evening. So for me to be flexible, that was the initial aim to start the business and then it just kind of kept rolling along and different projects came at different times um and then i think it it, it came to a really interesting point when obviously covid hit mm-hmm. because you know it took away all the sort of travel and it it so the hospitality industry i mean really really suffered um And of course, nobody could travel. So that sort of part of the business, you know, went away um, and you kind of had to come up with something new. And it was actually really funny because during that time, that was the time that I actually employed Didi, which was last year in September. So it was during sort of COVID. But um, it worked out really well because I think um, we have a very good dynamic. We have a lot of uh, new things that we want to try and it's worked really well so far. So I think... you know, if COVID hadn't come, we probably would have never looked at. Yes. Well, for me, I would have never looked at the business and think, hold on a minute, maybe we need to diversify a bit more and find a few other avenues and do a couple of things different. And also, and I'm not sure if, if that was the same for you, but like also put myself out there a bit more, you know, be on webinars, speak on different panels and things mm-hmm. like that. And I would have never really. Ooh. Now, go ahead. Um, oh, sorry. That's all right. No, just a, go ahead. No, so, um, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and uh, I think I would have never, you know, put myself out there um, mm-hmm. if COVID hadn't hit because I had to find new ways. And I also had to find new ways to do things different. And um, And I think what we learned, what everybody learned is that you have to sort of innovate yourself and you have to find new ways of doing it and, and maybe come up with a new concept because maybe, you know, things are going to change moving forward. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think things are really going to change. And I think if you don't innovate and if you don't learn something new and and you try to diversify, I think you're going to get left behind. Yeah. And, you know, I I really like uh, everything that you've said. And, um, and, you know, today, right. And when I do this, this podcast, I never like, I mean, I have a few general questions, which I ask people about adding and just because, just because of you and who you are, I just thought, let, let me talk to you about more about your background per se, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there are going to be some financial not say financial mindset questions, but you know, um, nothing too taxing. But uh, it's very interesting. And one of the things, as you said, so traditionally, I worked in corporate, you know, and I was a consultant, and I worked for financial services companies. But I always wanted to do my own uh, business from a point of view of training, uh, from a point of view of helping people to understand finance, especially small business owners. And entrepreneurs and finance more. And what happened is that um, just before uh, COVID hit, I actually was doing some um, events in London, like like in hotels, etc. And it's, it's, I don't know if it's just luck or insight or foresight or whatever you want to call it, um, but um, some kind of a site anyway. Um, I just said, no, I'm going to go online more. And, um, and to some extent, I kind of missed the boat. 
because I remember like many years ago going to uh, a business seminar uh, in Excel Center in London and a guy called Shakir. And I was like, I'm four or five years ago. And he says, go online, online education, online this, online that. And I stick that on my vision board. And I didn't really action it. But however, once COVID hit, what I did is actually actually accelerated that. Mm. And, I, and I started doing, I mean, I was already on the journey, but I think I had to accelerate the journey. And I like what you said, right? Um, because I think e-commerce online uh, is the way to go. I think even having more creative ways of connecting people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of apps, a lot of stuff is coming out. I mean, you mentioned Clubhouse, actually. Uh, just, just interestingly, maybe something we can just touch on quickly, because I think, they're now open up for Android users. Um, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a big tongue haul yesterday. So are you on there much, Clubhouse much? Yeah, I mean, I'm, um, I'm on there, you know, a little bit, sometimes um, passive, sometimes with a couple of uh, people talking about travel and talking about the Middle East and things. We had some really interesting rooms. But I think it's also very interesting if you want to just educate yourself on other Correct. Stuff. Like I've been on like quite a few LinkedIn rooms to try yeah. and understand, you know, what you need to do, um, you know, in order to sort of broaden your reach. Um, yeah, it's powerful. I mean, it's, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, I think you're frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm frozen or whatever, just, just keep talking. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. Be, okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I, so I, I love it. I think it's, it's, um, it's a really interesting app. It's very interesting that you can't see anyone, you know, yeah. the talk that sometimes you can just listen and you can learn, but you can also chime in if you like to. So, um, and I think with, you know, podcasting being so big, um, yeah. I think a lot of people love it. I mean, I certainly know that there's a lot of people who, who really love um, Clubhouse. And, um, and I also think, again, it was one of those things where this is a new app. It is something new. I think if you don't look into it, you, if you don't know what it is, if you don't, if you haven't experienced it, at some point you're going to get left behind. because. Yeah. You know, I think you need to move with it. And it's, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And a lot of people say, oh, there's so much social and, uh, you know, it's all too much and whatever. But I think you need to kind of just pick what is right for you. But I still think you need to try it. You of know? course. Because of course. It is, it, it is the future. All these social media apps, this is what's, you know, going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, we are in a digital uh, world, you know what I mean? Um, or, or for want of a better word, you could say we're actually in a data-driven world. I mean, if you look at all the big companies like supermarkets, even the airline industry, even the hotels, actually, everyone is just using more data now, you know what I mean, to kind of make decisions. And, mm-hmm. then, you, uh, and then you find that also information, we are kind of in the information era where yes. people no longer is there. I mean, some of the stuff that you are, you are hearing on Clubhouse, and for people who listen to this who don't know what Clubhouse is, it's a new drop-in conversation audio app where you can go and join rooms and you can listen in, you can set up your own rooms, etc. And if anybody is listening who's not on Clubhouse, who is in my contacts, who wants invites, I actually got some invites because I actually have two clubs on there, uh, financial intelligence mindset and no, financial intelligence and wealth mindset. So I got some invites. Uh, and it's and it's really 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 good. Um, and just talking about information, right? I mean, I'm going to kind of move the discussion on a bit, right? So, with you in in your business, etc., how much do you 
say use uh, information to make decisions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when when I say that, what I mean is that whether or not is to decide who you're going to work with, whether or not is decided uh, which area of business to go into, how much do you kind of collect and use information to uh, to make decisions. And the reason why I ask that, because obviously this podcast is called Financial Intelligence Mindset. I don't think about the name. Um, financial intelligence is obviously using information to make decisions. And the whole mindset is just about uh, people's, if you want to call it, attitude towards sort of using information. And I think, mm-hmm. people, I think people's attitude are actually changing because people realize that no longer can you just make decisions based on gut field. Now you need information. So just gonna, I was just asking you, in not, not just financial, but whether it's business information, whether it's MI, whether it's research, how much, how much do you actually use information a lot i think you know and and i think it's that i think is 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 one of the things i think that's been so transformative about this sort of whole crisis because some of the information you know like let's say before you had to go to like a seminar where i don't know somebody rented a hall or whatever to get that information now yes. you can get it online people have moved online just because they couldn't travel or whichever yeah I think it is very interesting and, um, you know, information is key. I think there's just, uh, there's so much out there. I think there's a lot of overload. So I think you have to also look where you get your information from. Correct. But, um, but I think, you know, if you're open-minded and if you want to educate yourself, then it's there. You just have to find it. And I think we are so lucky compared to, let's say, 25, 30 years ago, people had to go to the library to find information. Like now it's incredible. It's just there, you know? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Cool, cool. All right. So let's let's talk about you specifically and your uh your relationship with, with finance or with money per se. Yeah. How yeah, how would you describe your like your money journey? Like, I mean, like when you were younger, growing up, I mean, how much did you learn about managing money? say in school or from your parents i mean what kind of because obviously as a business owner i imagine that you do have to manage your expenses you do have to manage your money now but how much of that would you say that you learned when you were sort of uh, younger and growing up yeah yeah sorry it like literally started to absolutely pour down with rain here <laughs> oh it's all right the way, yeah you where, where are you right now like in london it's just crazy um it really like, it's like literally like it's mad. Um, I know, I know. I mean, I know, I know. I tell you, um, um, I remember was in uh, March. Yeah, March. Yeah. One day, like this was like the weirdest thing ever, you know. Um, we literally had, we went from a hot sunny day on the Sunday to uh, a really cold day on the Monday hmm. to snow. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. And it's then crazy. and then back to sun. So I guess that's just London weather for you. Yeah, true, true. Well, but anyway. It's a, but it's a lovely place. London's a lovely place. Yeah. I, I, I really love it anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So to come back to your question is, um, this is a really interesting question because uh, <laughs> I've um, I've always been very good with money. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then maybe one thing I should share is I actually... You know, I am German, so I'm not British. Um, yeah. and, I, and I grew up in East Germany. Yeah. And, in, and until I was about 12, that was when the wall came down. 
And from what the system was then to what the system then went. So basically you went from socialism to capitalism. Yeah. And it was a huge learning curve for everyone because before everybody roughly had the same. Okay, some people had a tiny bit more, but it wasn't like the divide was not that big. Yeah. You know? And then once the wall came down and basically um, Germany reunited, it became very apparent that it was very different. Yeah. And um, and I will never forget, like my dad always used to say, you know, like if you work more, you can do more. So you yeah. need to put yourself out there and you need to just do stuff. So he always had that kind of mindset. And for me, I think from a very sort of young age, that was what I was exposed to. And I was always, I was always quite good with money. And, uh, you know, like when I was younger, I had a, me and my friend, we had like a little spreadsheet. Yeah. Where we would list wow. Whatever pocket money we would have and then what we could afford in terms of, I don't know, like makeup or whatever it was at the time. So we were always very good in sort of sorting that out. And I still actually do that to this day. Wow. I have a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet. I know exactly what goes out of the account and what comes in, and that's business and private. Um and um I don't know, that's very it's very important to me because I always feel I need to look at it and I need to make sure I'm going to be okay. Um, like my staff is going to be okay. My business is going to be okay. And then also, but then at the same time, I will also like evaluate, you know, is it worth it paying for this, that, and the other, you know, yeah. as an investment in your business and mm -hmm. does it make sense? And, you know, one of the biggest learning curves I think for me is, is also that sometimes, you know, you need to invest money in education, Yes. Education where you yourself educate yourself, whether it be about business or, you know, mindset or whatever those things, because these things never existed um, or at least we were never exposed to them at the yeah. time. So, um, but yeah, fi um, finance is, is a big thing for me. And I, like, I can tell you, it, it's very funny actually, because um, <laughs> I can tell you exactly what came out of the account and I will pick up in a split second. If, um, if something is there, that shouldn't be wow. there. Wow. That's really good. That's good. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you, you give so much of gems right there, right? It's like, that is obviously knowing your ends, knowing your out is good, but I like what you said that, that you, people need to also invest in their education and then in their knowledge and that knowledge could also include actually itself just knowing how business work, knowing how finance work. You know what I mean? I mean, you even said that you was using a spreadsheet as, as a youngster. I would say that is that is like wow. That is I try to get my um my my 15 stroke 16 year old son to use a spreadsheet. I don't think he he's really understanding the value of it. Yeah. 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 So if someone, if, if you had an advice for someone who was starting a business right now, um, you know, what are some of the things that uh, they should be looking to do to get to put in place or have in place? I mean, yeah. Say they were starting up a business to do, I don't know, um, a training business, for example, or any business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you advise them to start out? I mean, first of all, I would say, uh, and this is certainly still how I manage it. I mean, first of all, you need to get a good accountant to mm -hmm. make sure you have somebody in your corner that looks after your stuff. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, I would split my accounts. I would have one account where, you know, all the money that comes in, comes in. 
But from whatever money comes in, I would take off whatever it be, a third or whatever, I'd calculate roughly out what you need for taxes, for you know national insurance and those kind of things. And that I would move to the second account. So I would not even look at this because that needs to be there. And mm -hmm. that is something that you need to have because this is just not negotiable. Um, you know, like you need to pay your tax bill. Yeah. And and in a way, it's almost like out of sight, out of mind. If you move that to a separate account, then that's not what you can spend on education. And then you look at what you have in your account and then you evaluate how you can spend that and how, you know, how much, I don't know, let's say, for example, you join like a networking group. How much yeah. value are you really going to get out of this? And is it worth the fee? And break it down, like break it down into the months and, you know, how many meetings do you have a month? And did you actually get any business out of it? So it, it's that kind of, I think, mindset. But at the same time, I think also look at stuff that makes your life much easier. You know, for example, like maybe, you know, if you're a business starting out and you haven't got the money for like social media, then maybe invest a hundred pounds into Canva and do your own social. Yeah, yeah do your own things but it it's that i mean obviously as you grow you then have more flexibility to hire somebody but i think you need to be resourceful and i think nowadays i think there's so many resources that we have mm -hmm. and we just need to use them to our advantage wow wow I, I like that so obviously get an accountant be organized um as you said um so many so many stuff anyway but i, I think most importantly, what you're actually saying that, that if someone is starting a business, is almost like they really got to do their homework as well, I would say. I uh, agree. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, be resourceful. I mean, I, I, the biggest word that you said there for me is to be resourceful. You know, I, I'm, I, you, know that, yeah. you know, I think that's one of the things that I've learned also, like with, edu with educating myself, it's never you know, there's never a lack, a lack of resources. I think yeah. you can always find something. Sometimes you need to think a little bit different in order to make it happen. But just to say, oh, I haven't got the money, that's just not an excuse. You need yes. to just, you know, think outside the box. There will be yes. somebody else who can help you. It's amazing you said that, right? Because I'm actually running a group coaching program right now. And then there was someone who I kind of gave a scholarship. I mean, she came to my sales call and she was passionate. She had the money. And then she was, and I was asking, and then he was talking, and, and, and like, how are things going? And she goes, oh, I got some challenges. I haven't got it. I said, look, if you got a really good business idea, what you got to do is to like, make sure that you put together a proposal and then go to someone who has more resources than you and then tell them about the proposal. Tell them, I got this great business idea. I'm looking for X, Y, Z. See, I'm looking for $1,000. Um, I'm looking for a laptop and, and whatever. In return, once I start making money, I will pay you back with 20% interest or 15% interest. You know what I mean? And you will find someone, because there are always people who are willing to help people who has a really, really good business idea. So I quite like that a lot, being, being resourceful. Okay, what would you say is your biggest money mistake? And kind of what happened? Yeah, biggest mistake with money or finance or investments? I think it's probably, you know, God, when I was much younger, I think I invested something in, in stocks on the advice on somebody else. I didn't yeah. really, you know, spend a lot of time on it. I didn't really research it. And then basically the whole thing, I think, um basically crashed and yeah. i was 
happy because this was one of those things that was government protected at the time. So I got my money, I got most of my money back, I should say, but it took about five or six years. Wow. And, um, and I think it was down to lack of education, but was what, but what was even worse afterwards then I was like, I am never going to invest into stocks and stuff. (laughs) Wow. No. And this was so silly because, you know, (laughs) it was just, you just need to change your mindset about this. And, yes. then, and then again, this is funny. This is also something that happened um, only like a few years ago, not, you know, not that long ago. I then started looking into it and looking into different things. And then I was actually, I felt, okay, I'm in control here. I'm going to try this or this, but let me just redo this because this is, this is just a, a silly thing to think. Yes. It happened once, like, let's never do it again. I mean, you'll miss so many opportunities. Of course. So I would say, again, going back to education, and maybe if you do sometimes invest, maybe invest money that you can afford to lose. So maybe start small with like 500 pounds, for example. Like, you don't need to think about thousands and thousands or even start with 100 pounds and see how that goes, you know, and then make a decision on whether you're going to do more. Yeah, or whether you yeah. pull out. I mean, that's so powerful, right? And I think the biggest thing I always say to people is investigate before you invest. You know, mm-hmm. make, make sure you understand what you um what you're investing in. Um, do good. So so do you now invest in stocks and shares and stuff, or you still kind of I do actually. I invest in like a couple of different funds. I even invested in Bitcoin. <laughs> wow. You like myself as well. Like myself as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I invested in Bitcoin in 2017. Oh, I lucky mean, you. You got yeah, a much than yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, I do have a feeling, and someone told me that recently it might come down crashing. These things all have a bubble, but I'm still hoping that you reach 100,000. One, that would bit, be good. one yeah. Bitcoin, and then I can start smiling a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's good. And what would you say is your biggest money success? Like like, like a, um, a, a my, big win or money? Yeah, just any big money, good money story to share with us that made um, you happy. Yeah. Um, well, I think, um, uh, you know, when I first came to London initially, I, I lived sort of like in a flat share in my boyfriend which my husband now at the time actually moved in with me and we Mm -hmm. lived in this tiny little room for about a year and then we were like okay let's just find something bigger for just the two of us and Mm -hmm. and one thing I said to him was like okay I'm not going to go and pay somebody else's mortgage I think we got to find something that we can buy yes and and I think that was the best thing we could have ever done so we had about a year to save up for a deposit and whatever and then we you know, and then we bought a flat and it's, it's been like the best investment ever. I think. I like what you said. I mean, that is a solid, solid, solid advice. You know, I would say, I'm um, like, even where I'm living now, um, what I'm able to afford. I mean, of course I'm an accountant. And I, I worked in London. I made good money, but I'm only able to do my, I mean, enjoy the lifestyle I have now because I invested not just in, in, in properties, but in stocks and shares and other stuff. You know, I think, I think, I think, but I think buying, I think investing in property in London is a so much like, it's like, it's just so crazy. I mean, I have this property that, that has gone up like 300%, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, you know, a property can go up. Um, um, I was just checking something last night on Zupla actually, like, um, like, like 50,000 in four years. That's just 50,000 property value increase in four years. 
It's yes. like you have, you know, that's whether or not you did anything to it. You know, but I also I, I also think I mean with with property in general, I mean it's it's just something that you know nobody can sort of take from you. It it it's something tangible, it's not like a yeah. car or, or some luxury clothes or whatever. And it's also like it gives you, you know, security because it's a roof over your head at the end of the day. Because if you rent, um, you know, they can always kick you out because yes. I don't know, they may need something else or they want to, you know, push up the rent or whatever it may be. But um but I think if it's your own, the only thing you have to worry about is just pay your mortgage and, you know, and then yeah. you'll be fine. And that most of the time, I think, especially if you look back on the last 10 years, I mean, interest rates have been so low. I yes, mean, it's, yes. It's, it's, just, like, it's, like the, it's like an insane time not to buy. Yes. I mean, yes. you got you, you to be going mad not to buy a property. Yes. And, you know, yes. it's, it's quite interesting. I mean... Um, and, I, and I, I like the fact that you decided to do that because some people might decide, and a lot of people actually, they choose to buy a car, a nice car, rather than actually buying their own property. And oftentimes, the people who have these nice cars are still renting. As a matter of fact, someone came to my house here uh, to set something up for me um, on the weekend. I was talking and I was telling him, uh, I got an apartment to rent downstairs and stuff. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for um, a two-bedroom apartment or whatever it is to, to rent. And I was like, I haven't got two bed now. And I was like, I was like quite shocked that he was actually renting because um, me and my brother, we shipped a few vehicles down from London. And he we shipped to him, my brother shipped to him, like um, a few vehicles recently, you know? Mm. Um, and he said, yeah, he's renting. And then, and then he explained to me, why he was renting. I still, I mean, maybe he might even listen to this podcast or someone who knows him might listen to this podcast. You like, you never know because it's listened widely. But, um, but at, at the same time, the excuse he gave me for not, for not buying, I just kind of, yeah, I just, I just left him. But he was saying to me that he bought the car's cash. Wow. So, um, but his income is not so stable. Um, but yet still, he can still pay the rent. You know what I mean? Oftentimes, if you work it out, Instead of buying the car cash, if, if you make a big deposit down on a property, you might end up paying a, a cheaper mortgage than your rent. Than your rent. So, so oftentimes what people have to do, and that's why I, I have this podcast called Financial Intelligence Mindset, is actually to do the numbers, to understand, you know, the pros and cons of, of doing stuff. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's is really, really, really good. Cool, cool. So if you had... Um, if you have a million dollars right now, I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe you already have a million. I don't know. But if you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you came into a windfall right now, what would you do with it? I mean, what are some of the things you might do with it? Um, you know, I, I mean, to be honest, I think maybe I would, um, I would buy maybe like another property. I would definitely invest in some more stock and shares. You know, I, you know, I would give a little bit. Um, to sort of different um, different people, different organizations, because mm. I also think, you know, it's not all just about money. I think it's also about sharing it and giving of course. back. Um, and um, yeah, and then, I mean, of course, you know, like the, the usual things, I think it would just give you some more security for, you know, like the education of, of, of my son and, and things like that. But, um, but, you know, like to me, I, I don't feel whether I would have a million now or... <laughs> 
or not. You know, this is this is kind of just wishful thinking because I think you can make it happen yourself. Of I course, think. of that, course, of course. And that's the kind of mindset you need to have, you know. Of course. I mean, like I don't understand all these people that that always say, Oh, I you know, I wish um I wish to win the lottery. And you know how many people won the lottery and they were so unhappy afterwards. And so they it, became and they became no, they became broke actually. And they became broke because exactly because the mindset was not there. And you know, and I always say to people, if you cannot live on, let's say, a thousand pounds, you're never going to be able to live on a hundred thousand pounds because you're just going to spend like you did before. You overspend and you overcompensate for whatever you you think yeah. you need, but you don't actually need. I like so it. I, think, I like it. I like yeah, it. I, I, like I, it. I think you need to live within your means and then it will always work, you know. Yeah, I agree. And also, you can live a million dollar life with a salary of thousands. Yeah, yeah. You I know, agree. You, you actually don't need a million to live a million dollar life. No, okay, so, okay, so looking to wrap up now. So, how would you describe yourself? A saver, spender, investor? Which one of those, if you had to pick one of those, which one would you say you are? I would definitely say investor at this yeah. point. And were you always an investor or were you a saver? I think so. I, 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 you know, I think at one point I was a saver until I think I learned that's not yeah. actually going to get you anywhere. So yeah. I think you need to come up with different ideas and sometimes you need to take a risk. Of course. And why would you say that wouldn't get you anywhere? Why? I mean, what made you think that? Because, uh, because you see that, you know, sometimes if you t like, I don't know, let's say you have a hundred thousand pounds and you leave them in your bank account. Yeah. It would make a lot more sense if you make that hundred thousand pound work for you. Like you invest maybe let's say 50,000 into a property and the other 50,000 in stocks and shares. So then you kind of spread it out all evenly, you know, yes. so, so the diversify, risk diversify. Exactly. So the, you know, the risk is in different areas and not all in one. Um, but if you leave it in your savings account, okay, maybe it'll grow a little bit, but it, it's never going to give you the return what, you know, like a property or maybe some stocks will give you. Maybe not in the short term, but in the long term, 100%. It will wow. give you a much better return. Wow, wow, wow. That's so great, man. You're giving some really, really good uh, um, advice, I guess, based on your experience as well. So I ask this question to a lot of people um, who comes on this podcast, I'm going to ask you, what does the term financial intelligence mindset means to you? Or financial mindset, if you want to call it that, yeah. Well, what does that really mean to you? I think, you know, it, it, um, it means that um, you work with what you have and you try and make informed decision. I think, again, it goes back to education. I think you need to just take some time to educate yourself and then make a decision on it. But, um, but you know, I think sometimes small things can, can make a big difference. You know, even if, for example, you don't have a lot and you just put a hundred pounds aside every month, you mm -hmm. know, at the end of the year, it still adds up to something, you know, and then you can yes. do something. Whilst if you always live just on the limit where you can just about manage, then the problem is also if anything unexpected happens, then that becomes a problem and your yes. problems become a lot bigger, you know? So I think, I think you need to have a few things in place. And I think there's so many things nowadays. I think the banks even offer, like, let's say if you pay £3.53 here, they'll take the other 47p and put them in a saving account, you know, small yeah. things like that, but they can all add up. Or it's it, 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 it sometimes, you know, as much as 
Like, do you need to buy a coffee from a coffee shop every day for three or four mm -hmm. pounds? Because if you add that up over the month, that costs you a lot of money. And maybe that money is better if you invest it or if you keep it for something that you really want. Yeah, I like it, man. Wow, you are, you have, you, I can see that you are really cute. I mean, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm really grateful that you came on here. Because you are you are you are very queued up on um on these things, so so I mean like as I think you offer training and all that kind of stuff. I mean, where can people find you? I mean, are you on podcast yourself? Or I mean, you, yeah, you have so, um, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, where can people find you? Yeah, so um, pretty much anywhere you can <laughs> you can find you can find me on um, on LinkedIn um, under Karina Gertz, my company Starcat. You can find me on Instagram. So we have one Instagram for Starcat. There's one for myself, which is Starcat. Um, Karina and then um, so we have a YouTube channel which is called um, Under Palm Trees because we have conversations with different people about the Middle East yes so yeah. kind of felt hence also the palm tree in the logo you know it kind of all combines together and I then like also, the palm tree I love it yeah and then you can also find us on the website um, on our website which is uh, www.star-cat.co.uk and by the way Cat is not for a cat. It actually stands for consulting and training. I like it. I was actually going to ask you what or how do you come up with the name Star yeah. Cat? So yeah, star for sort of like five star and then cat consulting and training. You know, it's it's unique. It's very unique. It's very unique, you know. All right. So I'm um, I'm Corinna. I mean, do you have any question for me? I mean, I know I asked you lots of questions. I just want to give no, you the I opportunity. Think this was really fun. Thank you so much uh, for having me. This was really fun and very informative. And um, and yeah. I love to also diversify in you know property, stocks, Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, I you know I myself you know um I came to London and I studied accountancy and I ended up working in financial services. Um, and my very first job was called, proper job in the city, was called Expenses and Cash Management Accountant. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And then, so you, you have to understand that I was managing a budget um, for the of company. Course. And then Cash Management Accountant, I actually was, I started managing around 40 bank accounts, all different wow. current, all different currents. I think that was just before the euro came in. So all of the European countries had the, even their own um, currency. And then literally within one year, I took over the investment management. So I was setting up mutual funds, doing stuff, doing a lot, a lot of stuff with investments, et cetera. And mm -hmm. I think um, I met someone uh, just around, uh, Fenchurch Street, actually, I uh, met someone uh, in the boots and she asked me, and I was I just, you know, being friendly, coming from the Caribbean as we are. And I just started chatting with her. And then she says to me, um, we just started chatting, became friends. She said to me, let me ask you a question. Are you, uh, are you renting or do you own your property? And I said, I'm renting. She said, no, you've got to buy your property. You got. And literally in the next year, I bought my property within a year. Excellent. So... I would say I, I've had good advice, but I've also had good exposure. But mm -hmm. I'll, I'll also say I've, I've had the mindset, you know. Um, I mean, look, I'm out here in the Caribbean right now. I'm a very visionary person. So I always wanted to, to come back and, and you know, and, and, and have freedom. And, you know, what I mean, like, and, you know, so sometimes I think it's not just pure luck. It also a lot of it is mindset and vision and focus. Agreed. 
and a lot of things that you've spoken about. And I'm really happy that you came on. Thank you for accepting my invite. I'm going to be pushing this out on social media and promoting you and promoting StarCat. And hopefully... Oh, thank um, you so much. Well, uh, let me know. I'll share it on mine as well. Of so. course. Of course. Yeah, it, it, it was great to speak with you. Thank you for your time. Thank and, you so much. And, have, a, and have, a, have a nice day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find out more about me by Googling my name, Royston Cumberbatch. I'm on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find me on YouTube as Roy Cumberbatch. And if you are listening on YouTube, please hit that uh, subscribe button. Or you can find me on my website at www.rackmac.com. That's R-A-C macs.com. It'd be great to hear from you and do feel free to tell me about any topics you want me to cover on future episodes. Until next time, be good to yourself and others, keep positive and reaching for your financial goals. Bye-bye.